0: Hello, good evening. Welcome to Woody's Wit. Uh, It's been a while since I've been on, so let's uh, get on to it. Today we're going to cover the NFL Free Agency and the Patriots made a splash. Um, They signed tight end... uh, Let's see here. Patriots. Signings. A couple of nice pickups. Here we go. ESPN will have it all for us. The Patriots need were in need of some frontline help to pr- help protect the their quarterback, Cam Newton. They went out and signed uh, Matthew Judon from Baltimore, fifty-six million, four years. What does that mean for the Patriots? Well, he's six foot three, two hundred sixty-one foot, six hundred two hundred sixty-one pounds. He's a physical edge player who also brings it with the pass rush. He had three, four and a half sacks. If, if you pair him with veteran linebacker Dante Hightower, who returns as an off-the-line linebacker, he opted out this season due to COVID-19. And it's a combo of two of the hardest hitting backs in the league. It's an attitude-type signing spark memories of the early years of Belichick's career. Uh, what's at risk? Well, with the with the Ravens giving up Judon, um, they didn't bring him back. So he's got a solid track record of draft the Ravens have a solid track record of drafting, so they don't really need him. Uh the Patriots went out and got wide receiver. They are really thin at that position. Uh, they went out and got Nelson Aguilar. Well that was big. I love this signing. I can't say it enough. He was huge for the Raiders last year. Big part of the reason why they were so successful, uh, they just let him go, I guess, because they have Henry Ruggs, so they don't really need Aguilar. Uh, But we gave uh, Aguilar a $26 million deal for two years. What does this mean for us? Well, once the Patriots decided to bring back Newton, it was a reflection that they needed weapons to help him out. Enter Aguilar. He averaged 18.7 yards per catch. He's fast, he's explosive... He was plagued by drops at times. He becomes a top three option here. What's at risk? This is a lot of money for Nelson. Uh he had only he had forty-eight receptions, eight hundred and ninety-six yards, and eight TDs. Uh for team that does uh, we're paying a premium. Uh we went on got tight end on Johnny Smith. What does this mean? Uh, the Patriots have had the lowest pass catching production from tight ends over the last three seasons. Uh, Smith should decisively fix that, uh, along with Hunter Henry. He was considered the top end in the on the market. So this, this is a, a huge pickup And uh, the position that has been vague, longly vague since Gronkowski left. Um, according to our front office around the league. Uh Smith was viewed as the best all around tight end compared to Henry with Henry the more prolific pass catcher, 196 to 114. What's at risk? Well with the high pay, he's one the, uh he, his production doesn't really warrant what he's worth. Uh we went out and got Jalen Mills. Uh what is that what does that mean? Well he's six one hundred and ninety-one pounds. He moved from corn to safety last year and that could indicate that he was the kind of position flexibility that we need. Uh, along the lines of Patriots' offensive backs, they meet as a group during the season, uh, not split between corners and safeties. My, M- Mills' defense affiliate Jones in the final play with a 2017 divisional round win against this, the Falcons. Sparked the Eagles' Super Bowl championship run, so he has a clutch gene of the sort. Uh, with the Patriots' top need being uh, his position, now that Devin McCourty has... Gotten older at 33, and Chung is also 33. Phillips is a younger, uh, um, one, but not by much. Uh, Mills is 26. He adds youth at the, the position along with Kyle Duggar. What's the risk? Well, he's a lack. Isn't he's got a lack of speed? Uh, it's a big concern. Uh, we went out and got the great Kendrick Bourne to help solidify the wide receiver. Kendrick Bourne. He, he is a precise route runner. He plays multiple positions. Uh, that will help us on third down where we really need. We didn't really do very well on third down. We were 17th in the league. Converting only 40%. Borden uh, is also 25, which is young. We need the youth, which is good. He's in his prime time. Um, he will be a similar selection to Janu Smith. Uh, he will join Aguilar as a top three receiver. Um, Born Roast in the undrafted free agent market in 2017 to a number three receiver in San Fran last year. We went out and got Davon Godshot. I don't have much good to say about it. Um, Our defense... Running defense ranked 26th in the league. Um, But here's the problem. Godshot only played five games last year. And then spent the rest of it on the shelf life. So... That should be interesting. Uh, we went out and got Dietrich Wise. Um, he agreed to a four-year deal with us. What's the risk? Um, he doesn't fit into a traditional, specific position. We need to get creative. Um, and Henry Anderson, of course, we got Cam Newton. We went and got. Carl Davis. What does it mean? Uh, Davis played three games for us last year, but he showed potential before a concussion landed him on the IR. He's got the size and the, the size that we need. He is the heart of the line of scrimmage. He's powerful. He's solid. And what's the risk? Uh, it is a big money deal, but it shouldn't be a problem. He is returning from a concussion issue. Uh, Justin Bethel, our corner, he agreed to a three-year deal with us worth of six million. What does it mean? Uh, he led led us with 14 special team tackles, 13 of them were solo. Uh, last season, playing a key, you played a key role, earning a number one spot in Rick Gosselin's annual special teams rankings. What's the risk? His age. Uh, that's all we got for that. We'll go on to some more for agency tracking. Um. But the Patriots are definitely the biggest winners after day one. Washington. Uh, the Washington team has signed Ryan Fitzpatrick. $10 million. One year. It could grow to $12 million if he gets the incentives that he requires. Uh, the Vikings agreed to terms with defensive tackle De- Dalvin Tomlinson. Uh. He will be signed to. Uh well, it doesn't really it doesn't say here actually, uh, but what it does say is what what the big contribution plan he has for him. Uh, he was the former uh, Giants defensive tackle. Um, he's 27 He just turned twenty-seven in February, so he's young. That's good. They need the youth. Bengals agreed to a four-year deal with Trey Hendrickson, four years, $60 million. Um, the deal with Hendrickson, he was a huge standout in New Orleans last year, being their best edge rusher by far. Um, Texans agreed to a two-year deal with Kevin Pierre-Louis, uh, two years, $8 million. The Broncos will not exercise Korean Jackson, so that means he will go to free agency. So anyone that needs the safety, Jackson's the man to call. Uh, Jets agreed to, to deal with pass rusher Carl Lawson. While the Jets defense was a huge concern, what I'd more be concerned about for the Jets... if Let's do a little section here. Uh, I like to call, if I were you. Jets fans, if I were you... I'd be working on your quarterback issue, and I don't mean draft. Draft is too young and inexperienced. You need a quarterback with experience, with a presence that leads the team to victory. You are in one of the toughest divisions in the league. You need to get, get moving if you want to be competitive again because the Bills are up already. Patriots are looking to come make a comeback. The Dolphins, they even look decent. Uh, the Saints signed Winston to a one-year extension worth twelve, which will worth up to twelve million with incentives. The former number one pick and Heisman winner turned twenty-seven in January. He spent his first five seasons in Tampa before leaving. Yeah, uh, Philip Lindsay was offered a low restricted free agent tender what was the tender, we don't know yet, I will be sure to let you know as soon as I hear. Uh, Turner's agreed to a 3-year deal with Matt Feeler. Uh, 21 million dollar deal uh, ooh, this one's interesting folks there will be a new face in Tennessee and Pittsburgh. There will be no more Bud Dupree in Pittsburgh and he will join the, and Bud Dupree will join the Titans. Uh, they they agreed to sixteen million per year for oh no details on that. Um, Michael Davis uh, has returned to the Chargers uh, for a three-year deal. Devontae Booker signs two-year deal with the. Uh, the Giants six million dollars. Uh, he will help Saquon lighten the load in the backfield. Um, Titans have agreed to deal with Denico Autry. Or <laughs> Denico Autry. Uh, he was a he was a Colts defensive lineman last year, and he was absolutely spectacular. Good luck to him in Tennessee. Uh, the Titans' former Core Davis has been. Sign with the Jets for 27 million guaranteed 3 year 37.5. This is ridiculous, but good on him. I hope that he'll be exactly what they need. Urban Meyer goes out and gets Carlos Hyde, an Ohio State boy, nonetheless. Two years, 6 million. Uh, Jaguars go out and get some help from New England. Former wide receiver of New England, uh, Philip Dorsett. Urban Meyer wants the speed of Dorsett, and he got it. Gronk and Bray returns to Tampa. Um, Broncos are, are bringing in some major help from Ronald Darby. Three-year deal $30 million, up front. That will help solidify the loss of Von Miller to free agency. Sorry, retirement. Uh, George Thomas is heading to the Texans two years sorry one year two million Leonard Floyd has a four year deal from the Rams he is re-signing there Uh, it's worth sixty four million dollars Floyd's coming off a career best year with the Rams all 16 games started a career high of ten and a half sacks 55 tackles and 19 quarterback crunches Um, the Raiders will be adding Yannick Nego. I Wonder how, how, the hell you pronounce that? Strangest thing I've ever seen. He's the defensive end. Two years, uh, twenty-six million dollars. Twenty-two guaranteed Holy shit! Twenty-two guaranteed. Life sucks in the NFL. Jesus. More Patriot. Terrence Brooks is heading to Tech, to Houston on a one-year, two-million-dollar deal. Uh, James Hurst on a three-year, $9 million deal with the Saints. $5 million guaranteed. Can earn up to $13.5 million if it started over that time. Shelby Harris is signed to a three-year deal with the Broncos. Worth as much as $27 million. Under Vic... Since the past two years of Vic Fangio, Harris has become the team's... Consistent presence up front and tied for the league lead. This pass is when he knocked down seven passes. Corey Lindsley's five years with the Chargers he's just signed. Holy crap. Worth $62.5 million with 17 fully guaranteed at signing. He earned first-team All-Pro honors, and he became the first Green Bay Packers to do so since Jim Ringo in '63. Malik Collins will be staying in Texas. He agrees to a one year deal with the Texans worth up to six million. Dietrich Wise has agreed to join to, to return to New England. Doesn't say anything about a deal, I guess that just means he's coming back. Um, Let's see anything else a little bit even slice Oh yes. Chiefs have signed Joe Tooney on a five year eighty million dollar deal. Joe Tooney was able to win multiple Super Bowls with the New England Patriots. Yeah yeah. Brutal. Um not much else interesting really to Report. That's about all the big names that there is for this point. But teams are saying they have interest in this, this, and that thing, so... That's about it for that. We will close out on that uh, thought. Uh, We will go over to the scores from last last couple nights action. We'll start with Saturday, since I did not go to Saturday and I meant to. Um... College hoops: The Buckers would take it over the Michigan Wolverines 68-67. The Jays would beat the Orioles five to nothing. Royals would beat the Cubs 10 to two. San Francisco Giants would beat Cleveland five to four. Columbus would beat Dallas 43 in OT. Texas Longhorns, this is college hoops once more, uh, would beat the Oklahoma State Cowboys 91-86. The Nationals would beat the Mets four to three. The Raptors would lose 114-104 to the Charlotte Hornets. The Jets would take this contest five to two over the Maple Leafs. Uh, Damn Danny shines in this game. Uh, in a five three loss, the Tex to uh, Colorado, the Texas Stars had three goals in that game, and he was all three. Uh, Portland Trailblazers would take on the Minnesota Timberwolves, winning by four 125, 120, one twenty five one twenty one. Vegas would win five to one over the Blues. Dallas would go into Denver and come out the winner. 116-103. Vancouver would take on Edmonton. Vancouver would come out on top two to one. The Rangers would shut out the Bruins. The Penguins would win three-nothing over Buffalo. The Islanders would win three to two over the Islanders. The Capitals would win five to four over Philly. Six to three Tampa Bay victory over the Predators. Florida continues to be dominant in a four-two win over the Blackhawks. The Flames would beat out Montreal three to one. The Sharks would beat Anaheim three to one. New York Knicks would beat Oh wow. Out the Oklahoma City Thunder in double overtime. 119-97. The Brooklyn Nets would would step onto the court and take out the Pistons. One hundred to ninety five. The Milwaukee Bucks would would take over the Wizards one twenty five to one nineteen the final. Atlanta would take out Would take the win in this one, 121-106 over the Sacramento Kings. The Pacers would win by double the score, 122 to 111 over the Phoenix Suns. The Red Sox would beat the the Braves seven to two. The Yankees would beat the Pirates seven to five. The Phillies would beat the Tigers nine to three. Minnesota would shut out Tampa one to nothing. Chicago White Sox would beat the Los Angeles Angels six to five. the the Rangers and Brewers would tie at four apiece. The Diamondbacks would beat the Padres six to three. Uh, the Rockies would beat the Mariners two to one. The Cardinals would beat the Marlins six to four. Oakland would beat the Reds five to two. Uh, that's all I got for that one. Uh, Sunday, the Marlins would lose to the Rockets five to four in a shootout. The Yankees would beat the Jays five to one. Unfortunately, in the Big Ten title game, Illinois would beat out Ohio State in overtime, 88 The Angels and Cubs would tie one-one. Stars would take the second meeting against Columbus two to one in a shootout. Colorado. Would take on the Kings and win this one 4 to 1. The Leafs tried to make a comeback late in the third but couldn't complete the comeback as Ottawa holds on and Joey Decord gets his first initial win 4 3. The Timberwolves would edge out the Trailblazers 114 112. The Raptors would get absolutely desecrated by the Bulls 118 95. Minnesota would win four to one over the uh, Coyotes. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes would edge out the Oilers two to one. The Islanders would beat the Devils three to two in a shootout. And now for tonight's scores that just happened: the Canucks would edge out Ottawa three two in overtime. The Flames would beat the Oilers four to three. The Blues and Kings would be postponed. Nashville would beat Tampa 4-1. to Wow. Uh, Flyers would beat the Rangers 5-4. And over time, did Lafreniere get any points in this one? He has been off to a very slow start. Nope, he would remain pointless in the last few games. Pittsburgh would go on to win their sixth in a row by beating the Bruins 4-1. to The Florida Panthers continue to be hot. 6-3 win over Chicago. Washington dominates the field. 6-0 victory over the Buffalo Sabres. Owie. The Montreal Canadiens would beat the Jets 4-2. So that helps the Maple Leafs in the standings. Uh, The Golden Knights would edge up the Sharks 2-1. And the honors and capitals that were supposed to happen would be postponed. Tomorrow in action we have Tampa and the Stars... Buffalo and the Devils, the Islanders and the Capitals, the Bruins and the Penguins, the Canes and the Red Wings, Coyotes and the Wild again, the Ducks and Avalanche. Florida and Tampa has been postponed. Arizona and Anaheim has also been postponed. Um, your current standings. Here's where fun things are starting to get fun. Let's talk about the North Division. The Maple Leafs are only up by four over the Jets, thanks to the Montreal Canadiens' victory. The Jets scave off, climbing up the standings. Uh, Edmonton would. Did Edmonton win tonight? No. The Flames would. So that doesn't that doesn't hurt us at all. That also keeps us at the top. Uh, but it's been uh, it's been a struggle for the Maple Leafs the last two games. Uh, Losing, let's see. They had they were on a three-game losing streak from after the Edmonton series. It looked like they were dominant from head to toe, but they would then later face on the Canucks and penalty trouble would be their would be their problem. <clears throat> and much of the same in Winnipeg, but Mason Matthews would, would, one game later, finish that off and break this the not only his scoring slump but the win, the winning, the losing ways would be over, or so we thought, until the Saturday of, the thir- of this the Saturday after that, uh, they would take on the Winnipeg Jets, and the Jets would come out victorious ma- majorly by owning the game in every single pro- aspect, the passing, the scoring, the goaltending, my goodness, hellebuck, was delightful, uh, and then, of course, we lose to the basement dwellers, the Ottawa Senators. The Leafs really look tired. They need something. And I'm not just talking a day off, which they already have, by the way. They're off till Friday when they take on the Red Hot Flames. I'm not going to say it's Freddy's fault. It's not Freddy's fault. It's the whole team. The whole team is just a complete mess. I don't know what they got to do, but... A trade. I think a trade's got to happen. I've heard a fun little rumor for the Maple Leafs and what they're interested in. It really has my head scratching. This is just a speculation, of course. This isn't true at all. It's not actually happening. But it says the Leafs and Predators are close to a deal involving Matthias Ekholm with salary retention and Granlin for Curfoot, Dermot, Lilligrant, and a first would be the return Kerfoot, that would loosen up some cap space. So that would be good for us. And with the Ekholm contract being retentioned, uh, that helps with our cap. Not Him not going against it, because he is signed for a couple more years to come. Granlund, he's a bit on the older side. I don't know if I'd really want him. He'd be a good third, fourth line depth piece. He brings grit and toughness, which we do need now with uh, with Simmons up. But even if Simmons comes back, he'd add some more, which which is great. Um, Dermott, I wouldn't trade him. He's really come around. He's had a great season. He's not having great numbers, but he's not supposed to be known for scoring. He's a defenseman. They're not known for scoring. Well, not all of them are known for scoring, but not many. Liligrin, I'd like to see more of up here, but like we have so much depth, it's retarded. Um, he just doesn't fit in right now. Uh, first, that would depend on which first we're looking to give. Would we be looking to give this year's or next year's? Because this year's is pretty high up this up the board uh, right now. But of course, that will change because of the playoffs and where everything could fit out. But potentially, uh, here's what we're looking at for the upcoming games in the North Division, with the Maple Leafs out until Friday night. Uh, next up, the the Jets had Montreal and Edmonton before the before Friday even happens. They have the day off tomorrow, so if if the Jets do take two of three. The Jets will tie for, for first. Or if we go the Edmonton route, same thing. Montreal, if they win their next 2 of 3, they'll be up to second place and knocking on the door. The Islanders have been d- disgusting. Yeah, let's see what's their win streak going at. It's something ridiculous too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's a six game win streak. As the same thing as Pittsburgh. Actually, eight game win streak. Like that's ridiculous. Nine nine games, sorry. Nine game win streak. The Islanders are the hottest team in the National Hockey League, even though we are currently in first place by technicality. They have a game at hand, but so does Pittsburgh. Two wins, and they're back. They're back way back in in front possibility. Boston continues to slide. <clears throat> Philly was on a hot roll for a while, and then they fell down. Buffalo, there's thirty. Like I've heard the other day, <laughs> there's thirty teams that are competitive, and then there's Buffalo an absolute dumpster fire they could very well finish dead last and still because of the new draft pick compensatory they might not even get a first round pick we're trying to fix that to avoid tanking so that's about all I got to say about that and here's your current stats McDavid leads the points with 53. Matthews leads the goals with 21. Assist leader McDavid with 36. Your win leader is Vasilevsky with 17. Your goals against average, Floyd with 1.77. Save percentage Mark Under 3936. Shutouts Screwbar with 4. Shots against Demko with 709. Game winning goals. Matthews with seven. Hardplay went with 22. But don't look now. And you got a bunch of Leafs in the top 10 for a bunch of categories. You got <clears throat> Matthews. You got. Well, oh, that's it for goals. I thought I had more than that. We had more than that. But we got. For the points conversation, we got Mar Marner. Marner has got 39. He could potentially finish with 60 points this season. Just trailing McDavid, who. I think we'll probably have but 90 to a hundred by the end of it. Marner almost leads the assists. Um. Nothing in new. Nothing really good in the news. Other than Ovechkin matches Esposito with his seven hundred seventeenth goal in the capital's absolute murder scene against the Sayers. Um, Pajor finally got removed from the COVID-19 list. Rangers and Fox got added to it. Um, let's see. Who is the players of the week? Your NHL Players of the Week. Oh, that's 2008. I don't want that. All right, here you go. Your Players of the Week for the forwards are Drysdale, Ehlers, and McDavid. The Oilers took full advantage of their games against the Sens, scoring a whopping 16 goals in the three games in the three game set. McDrysdale um, led the way with six go- with, in goals with six. He scored five against the Sens and one against the Canucks. He also had three assists, bringing a total of nine for the week. Drysdale like absolutely exploded with five points, highlighted by a hat trick. Dreisler second in the league with points of 45, third in goals with 16, and third in assists with 29. He leads the Oilers' power play with 9, game-winning goals with 5. The Oilers were streaky, but McDavid contain, can, continues to be consistent. He's been held off the score sheet back-to-back games only once. There was a three-game skid against the Maple Leafs. This week, he found the back on that twice and trailed and tallied seven helps. McDavid leads the league in points and assists, respectively, with 52 and 35. Through 30 games, he has lit the lamp 17 times, good for second in the league, averaging 1.73 points per game. He is on pace for 97 points. Ealers, what a hot driving force he's been this season for the Jets. He certainly took care of business in three games against the Maple Leafs, recording two assists on Tuesday, two goals, and an assist on Thursday, and finished with a goal on Saturday. He played alongside Dubois and Kyle Connor. Elias is thriving this season. In 27 games, he has scored 14 goals, 15 assists with a plus 10 rating. He leads the Jets in game-winning goals and shots on goal. He is second in the team on points, trailing only Mark Scheifele. They have the Canadians on Wednesday. And that's all I got for this uh, this take of what he's wit. Uh, thanks for listening. More to come later this week.